It's time for another What Love Is, What Love Isn't. Love is always being honest with your wife. Where is she? Come on, hurry up. Okay, finally. You finally ready to go? Yeah, how do I look? What are you wearing? Shar, that doesn't look good. Orange is your favorite color. Right, I understand. Uh, orange is my favorite color, and I love you. But the whole combination of what you're wearing right now, you just don't look good. What? All right. Love isn't telling your wife what you think she wants to hear. Where is she? Finally. You finally ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. How do I look? Beautiful. Orange and yeah. green. Yeah, orange is your favorite color. You're absolutely right. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, I guess let's go. Okay, let's go. Love is doing a podcast with your wife. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Cookies. My name is Oliver Tanner. I'm here, as always, with my beautiful wife. I'm Shar Tanner. Thank you for joining us. Love is doing a podcast about your wife. Hi, thanks for joining us again on all of Shar Tanner's personal flaws. Today, our topic is farting in bed. You ready? Let's get going. Join us next time for more of What Love Is and What Love Isn't. Welcome back to another week of Life, Death, and Cookies. My name is Oliver Tanner. And I'm Char Tanner. And uh, we, if you watched last week's episode, you know that this is kind of a, a Frankenstein episode yeah. where, where we piece together. Um, it was a, It was originally supposed to be one episode, episode seven of this season, uh, but it was kind of long, like twice as long as it was supposed to be. Yeah. And uh, so unfortunately we had to kind of cut the conversation right in half. Luckily, it was easy to cut in half because there were two topics that yes. we covered. Yeah. Uh, so this week is what love isn't is kind of the nitty gritty yes. of our discussion today. That's actually not today. It was a week before today <laughs> because we already recorded it. Yes. So anyway, uh, if it seems a little disjointed or a little awkward, we apologize for that. We tried to uh, fix all that with editing and all the all that stuff, uh, you know, we're still learning and we're still figuring all this out. So uh, we're just gonna cut straight to that and then we will meet you back after because we do have some other segments mm -hmm. uh, for today. Um, and so today's segments, Oh, uh, after we're done talking about it, all right, we're gonna do, what was it? We're gonna do another rant from me Got a rant ready for you guys. And then we are going to look at putting the fun in the funeral, yes, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So, yeah, let's uh, get all the boring stuff out of the way so we can get to the fun stuff. Uh, it's not boring, It guys. was a good discussion. It was. It was a good discussion. So, anyway, I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll see you in a minute. The last one is... Go, leads into our first one for what love isn't. Um, and I've prepared quite a bit for it. I studied a lot. So okay. love is kind. Okay. So what love... So I'm just going to go straight into what love isn't. Love is not nice. Okay. So we got to know what the difference between nice and kind is, right? 
Um, so say you open a door somewhat for someone. Mm -hmm. That could be considered nice and or kind. Okay. But nice and kind are completely different things. It often gets used interchangeably, but right. they're not the same thing. Right. Um, and I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure you will. Okay. <laughs> that nice, or the difference between nice and kind is intention. Um, nice is more concerned about what other people think about, well, I'd say you, or what other th people think about me. If you look right. it up in the dictionary, words like agreeable, proper, suitable, appropriate are used for the definition of nice. Okay. That has nothing to do with... Right. It has to do with what people think about you. Yeah. Um, so it, it is nice in or more what is a proper. self Center focus. Yes. Right. I'm worrying about how other people look at me, so I'm going to be nice. Yes. And kindness is backed by love. Um, in the dictionary for kindness, you have good, helpful, benevolent, or benevolent nature or disposition. It's about who you are rather than the actions that you do. Um, so kindness, so love is kind. Um, it is not nice. Well, it, yes. It's. I mean, you this is why I'm never nice to you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because I love you. And interesting fact, nice is not used once in the Bible. Wow. Nice is never in there, at least in the King James Version. Okay. Um, uh, but kind is used 16 times when it's meant kindness, because there's also kind, like... Um, what kind of like kind of cattle or right, whatever right, right. but 16 times that I counted for in meaning kindness um, so we have in Ephesians 4 chapter 32 be ye kind one to another um, and then in 1st Corinthians 13 verse 4 charity is kind okay. so um, that's kind of my little spiel on kindness versus niceness what love is Kindness, what love isn't right. nice. Well, and kindness is uh, backed by love, but it's also uh, backed by and rooted in truth. Okay? Uh, kindness is truly seeking to do good for another person, mm -hmm. um, not just make them feel good about themselves. Yes, that's, that's the and, difference. And that's the thing. Niceness is all about... Um, it's almost all about just the emotional yes. side of things. You're not being nice to me, but I didn't even get... what. Why is this not in my notes? Like, about... I don't know what's not in your notes. There's things that Jesus said in the Bible that yeah. people would say is not nice. Oh, yeah. But there's... Jesus... Jesus... It, God is love. Yeah. And love... It's kind, he can't well, not be kind. There was a thing that I read just last week in Luke chapter 6 where Jesus is, he's preaching to people on the Sabbath. Uh -huh. Okay, he's in a synagogue. There's a bunch of Pharisees and I think scribes or something. Yeah. People who don't like him. Yeah. There, right? And they're sitting there and he perceives their thoughts. He knows what they're thinking. Uh-huh. And he knows that they're looking for him. They're like... Ooh, is he gonna heal somebody? We're we're gonna we're gonna heal. We're gonna catch him. He's gonna heal someone, and then we're gonna have him. They're looking to catch him in something. They mm. want to get him. And so, what does he do? There's a guy with a withered hand. It says right. And so he he uh, has the guy stand up. He calls them out directly to their faces, and he goes, "Hey, I know what you're thinking. Oh, and by the way." And then it just heals the dude right in front of their faces, right? Calls him out. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I laughed, uh, literally, when I read it because I'm like, he just barely made fools of all these people and did it in front of everybody, called him out, and they just healed the guy anyway. And uh, so, you know, was it the nicest thing to do to the Pharisees and all those other people? Probably not. They were probably, and it says that they were carried away in madness, I think it says. So yeah. they got very angry about this, right? And 
I'm sure they were all very, very offended. Was this the nicest thing for him to do? Did he have to call them out in front of everybody? Probably not. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he did. I'm not going to tell Jesus Christ what to do. Well, I think it's interesting what you said earlier about it. Um, kindness is about truth because what he did, he said he like he asked a question before he did it. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Is it good? Is it isn't it good to do good?" Or I don't remember, is but it, it's is something. It, uh, lawful to do good or to do evil on the sabbath i think it was the question that yeah something like that and then and they didn't really answer but right. that's when he healed was after he was like it's it's you know the answer to this yeah and so because he knew that they were thinking oh yeah he's gonna heal and that's wrong to right. do right and they couldn't say anything because he was using truth it was right right and what he did was motivated with kindness, respect for the truth, okay, but also out of love for the individual who was healed. Mm-hmm. He wasn't uh, overly concerned with the people who wanted to find ways to hurt him anyway. Yeah, no matter what he did. Exactly. He wasn't worried about how they felt about it. He didn't care how they felt about it. At least that's my interpretation, okay, look, my interpretation is I don't think that he cared uh, how they felt about it. That's not the indication in the scripture. Mm-hmm. But what I do see is that he did care about the condition of the man who was healed. Yeah. He was more worried about helping somebody who needed help than he was about whether or not he was offending some people who already had their minds made up that he was a terrible person anyway. Yeah. Um, And that's, I think, a good example of that difference between kindness and niceness. Um, If he was going to be kind to those that were going to hate him anyway, or nice, sorry, if he was going to be nice to those that are going to hate him anyway, it would have been at the expense of the man whose hand exactly. was withered. Exactly. And so this, and this is where you come to that uh, other thing that Jesus Christ taught, no man can serve two masters. You cannot be both kind and nice to everyone because kindness follows the truth. Kindness is rooted in love. I cannot uh, help somebody who really needs help and make sure that I'm totally non-offensive to other people who already hate me and are going to interpret badly everything that I do. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, you have to choose. Yeah. You have to choose uh, who you're really going to serve. Are you going to uh, stand for something that is true? Or are you going to go with the thing that's most non-offensive to the people who are angry with you and you're trying to appease, you know? And that was the thing. He didn't, he wasn't trying to appease anyone. He was just trying to do the right thing and be kind, not necessarily nice. And really, you know, there's a lot of examples from uh, the life of Jesus Christ as laid out in the Bible where he really was not very air quotes, nice to uh, these people who hated him, where he called them out. Uh, just real easy one, driving everybody out of the temple. He did not nicely whip them, okay? But, I don't think he whipped the people. Well, I don't know about the people. I don't know. But we he, he was whipping a rope, right? And he was turning over their tables. He wasn't nicely turning over their tables. Yeah. But he was honoring the truth and he was choosing who he loved. And who he loved most was God. Mm-hmm. Okay? He put God first and he did the thing that was right, the thing that was uh, kind to the person mm-hmm. who he uh, prioritized his love towards. Okay? Offended a whole bunch of people in the process. Um, yeah. And 
I would almost guarantee that there are a lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, Jesus is really not nice. He's a terrible person, right? And there might be people still today who think that. Yeah. And if you're one of those people, well, you and I disagree. So, oh well, I'm not worried about it. So, next thing after our our deep dive into nice versus kind. Right. If, um, love is not, we already talked about this, is not a feeling. Right. Um, and I think we don't need to go deep into it because we talked about it mostly. But I do have a quote that I was going to share, but I'll do it now. This is from marriage.com. Um, article love is a choice and it says you cannot build a relationship on a shaking foundation of feelings yep and i thought it went perfectly with something you said earlier but i think it's a it, i really liked this quote it's really true really feelings oh because you were talking about feelings can change yeah, one change. minute one minute how how can you bait that that's a shaky foundation if you talk i mean if we go back to scripture foundations right mm -hmm. the rock versus the sand right yeah. feelings feelings is sand a sandy foundation yeah yeah and um and this is why i was not really a fan of emotion focused therapy or eft and really this was one of the things that bothered me um about the group experience, you know, we did group uh, therapy and it did not go very well for me. Part of what bothered me actually about that is that everything was emotion focused. Mm -hmm. Everything. And if you tried to process things in an intellectual way, then uh, it was almost like you were going to be accused of uh, intellectualizing. Stop intellectualizing. You're here to feel. And um, I'm sorry, but uh, I disagree on a very fundamental level with that. There is a place for emotion. Mm -hmm. And there is value to emotion. But more often than not, um, emotion is not really a very solid foundation to build anything on. And at least in my experience, I have seen emotion used more as a tool of the abuse and manipulation than yeah. uh, almost anything else. It's used as a means of controlling other people. Oh, I, I agree. And I think, I really think that's interesting too that they focus so much on feelings and emotion because it's good, I think, to recognize those things. But I think, I mean, I'm not a counselor, but right. um, the way that I see it is, it would be, okay, you can bring up those feelings and emotions, but let's talk about those things in reality rather than, and in truth, okay, you feel like this person hates you, for example, if you're you're in counseling. Right. My, my husband hates me or my brother hates me, right? Right. But you say, okay, you're feeling that, but is that the right. truth? What can, is the can, truth can behind we, it? Can we look objectively at... What are the evidences of it? Or I'm scared of something. That's a good one, right? That right. I'm scared of this thing. Okay, that's a valid feeling to have. Mm -hmm. But is it a, um, think of the word that I need. Is it a, um, not valid because I just use the, um, is it a, not appropriate, but no, um, I, you're supposed to know. Sorry. It's, is it um is it a real fear is it a justified justified i i feel like that's a word that we've you've had to help me with before in the podcast it's okay <laughs> yeah is it justified i mean you, you is know it what, Char? you're justified in not knowing that <laughs> word sometimes yeah is it justified or is it something that is um, irrational rational that's it yes is it a rational fear Let's, yes, it's valid to have that scared feeling, but is it rational? How do we get you to heal from that fear, to move on from that fear? Right. So, anyway, I guess we're going off on feelings and, rather. Know, before people, because there's probably going to be somebody who's like, that's not what all of EFT is about. Okay, look, I did not give a full lecture or a full explanation on EFT. And I, I didn't there's go more to, school, to it. So. Okay, <laughs> but. Um, suffice it to say, 
uh, it was not the theoretical uh, <laughs> standpoint for me. There was a lot in there that I really did not uh, agree with, and um, we can get into that more some other time if people really want, uh, but we're not going to do it now. Anyway, so... Um, so the next thing past um, love is not a feeling is love is not passive. So that kind of goes along with, you know, because... With passive. love being a choice. Yeah. So you actually have to do something. Yes. Right. It doesn't just is, happen. And this is where, you know, uh, like I talked about last time how love and faith have this uh, close correlation, yeah. right? Well, both love and faith also, they do actually require evidence. Uh. A lot of times people think faith is just believing, blind belief or bl blind faith. Oh, no, it's, it's just believing. No, there are evidences. Love, like faith, it's not just uh, purely in the air and just blind belief, okay? Yeah. There are evidences, okay? Now, excuse me, uh, the fact that you do things that demonstrate love to me, that alone is not uh, enough for me to say, ah, oh, well, Shara loves me. Because there could be all kinds of motivations in your head, like I talked about last, last week, mm -hmm. okay? You could have all kinds of motivations for doing those things. But because I have faith, I pair the belief with the evidences, I believe that you do love me. I have faith that you love me. And it helps to bolster my love for you. That faith plus the action, because love is not passive. It mm -hmm. takes work. I see the work that you put in to uh, loving me. And, you know, I hope that the work that I put into loving you is seen and your faith in me, your love for me, consequently grows, mm -hmm. right? Just as my faith in you, my love for you, grows with those uh, things. And same thing with, you know, faith in God. We see the evidences. I believe that uh, I have a Heavenly Father who loves me, who's helping me, who's watching out for me, and that helps my faith to grow. Yeah. Okay. Um Sorry. No, I doing these rant segments when we don't have segments. <laughs> okay, so the next one is um, love is not easy. Some people think, oh, you fall in love, and then it's all easy right. from there. And or, and anyone or people put it in overly simplistic terms like, hey, you know, with your children, just love them. That's all you gotta do. Just love them. I'm sorry, but raising children is a it's a little bit more complicated than just love them. Mm -hmm. And running a marriage is a little bit more complicated than just love her. Just love your wife, okay? Mm, That's all you got to do. Lots of All work. you need is love. <laughs> no, I, there's a little bit more. Um, but love, I don't know. Anyway, it's not easy. Yeah. Next one is love is not tolerant. And we kind of talked about this um, in what love is. Um, so, so many, so you can, I, I'm just, so first John. I, I think you, yeah, I think you need to explain what you're saying here because saying love is not tolerant. Well, love is tolerant, but I can see, I think I can see what you're saying where you're saying love is not tolerant, but I think you need to explain a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So tolerant maybe wasn't the word that you would use. Probably but, not. Okay, sorry. Not without some explanation, okay. which is why I want to give okay, you a chance so, to explain. Okay, um, so in First John chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So when I'm talking about tolerant, it's you still love, you still, we're still commanded to love everyone, mm -hmm. love one another, right? But it's... Well, I have here like a saying that's not in the scriptures, but the it's love the sinner, hate the sin. Right. So that's what I mean by love is not tolerant. So love is not tolerant of things that are wrong. Yes. But love is tolerant of people 
we can forgive people's yes, imperfections. Yes. We can tolerate the people, but that doesn't mean that we have to love the things that they may do that are wrong. Yes, thank you. That's why we are partners in this, in life and in this podcast. <laughs> so, well, yes. I'm glad that I've finally figured out my place. <laughs> Is there anything else you have to add to that? No, I think that that uh, pretty much wraps that up. Okay. Uh, so the next thing you have on your list is that love is not blind. Yeah, and I think this goes along with what we also uh, talked about earlier. Um, you know, we don't look the other way if we're being abused by someone that, we, that loves us, in air right. quotes, right? Or we love them. We don't look the other way, and, um, and we shouldn't put ourselves in harm's way just because um, we love someone. Right. Well, and also, uh, real love is not uh, rooted in, I mean, the blindness of pure reaction. You know, uh, like I think I said this before when we talked about it last season, but the whole love at first sight thing is garbage, okay? It is garbage. There is no such thing as love at first sight. You know, when the Beatles go, do you believe in the love at first sight? Then I would interject and say, no, that's, that's garbage. That's nonsense. Yeah. And then the song would end there. And it would kill the whole song. So that's why it's good that I wasn't there <laughs> as a member of the Beatles, because then they'd be like, oh, what do we write about now? I don't know. Right? And... <laughs> Just think of the damage I would have done. Yeah. Seriously. So anyway, um, love is rooted in truth. Love is always rooted in truth. It is always rooted in something that is real. Okay? You can have reactions that can initiate attraction towards a person. And then as you get closer to that person, maybe you find things that you go, this is a person worth loving. This is a person who I want to have in my life more. Now, if your reaction is, this is a person who is hot and who I want to love in a physical sense, that's not really love either. That's more of a self-centered kind of thing because, see, that's the loving yourself, not loving the other person. But um, you, there has to be something there uh, to love, right? And, yeah, it isn't just ignoring all of the person's imperfections. It's looking at things and seeing uh, the other person for who they are, seeing uh, the situation for what it really is, and if you see something that's wrong, staying away from it. And actually, there's a good example from my life about all this, okay? Uh, growing up, my mother said to us several times, heard her say many times, that um, she saw a lot of things in my father that weren't good before they were married, um, and she saw a lot of the things that were negative about my father before they were married, but uh, she just loved him. And so she married him anyway, because she just loved him. That's not really the way to do it. It's not, hey, I see that there are a lot of really terrible things about you. I see that there are a lot of things that are not good about you, but you're really hot. And I just love you, so let's just get married anyway. Maybe somebody out there is going to be like, well, you know, Oliver, I think you're looking at this the wrong way. And that's cool. Uh, if you really think that I've been seeing this the wrong way, then you can tell me. But that's kind of the impression that I got uh, throughout my life uh, growing up. And that's not an impression that I got as an adult. And I was like, hmm, let's process this more. This is how it has seemed and felt to me from the time I was a child hearing about this through my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe that says something about how it was told. Maybe it just says something about me. Everybody else can decide for themselves. 
So love is also not scarce or rare. So some people believe that love, I mean, especially like people who haven't found. It's great found, for everybody else, but it's not for me. Well, or they haven't found uh, love. And this is usually um, people who, you know, when we're talking about romantic love. Um, but so we have to remember here that love is a choice. So if it's scarce or rare, that's the fault of the individual or society if it if you really think it's the whole you know it's the fault of the individual or the society not love itself okay does that make sense i'm not sure i'm following you uh are you saying like so it what it sounds like you're saying is so let's pretend like i'm a guy who I can't get any girl to go out with me. I can't uh, seem to get any kind of serious relationship, maybe not even any relationships. I feel like a loser. I feel like nobody likes me. Nobody's ever going to love me. So what it sounds like you're saying is that it's my fault. I'm No, I'm not saying... I'm saying that... I'm saying if you're not seeing love... Are you trying to say love is in the eye of the beholder? No, not necessarily. Because, okay, if you're saying, you're saying, okay, I'm dating all these people and I'm not finding love. So love is rare. It doesn't happen, right? You're uh -huh. thinking that love just happens. Okay. So it's, it's related to love being a choice or not. It, right. Love is a choice. So if you think that love is scarce or rare... It's the fault if you're not finding it because it's scarce or rare. Yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> or the fault. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know that I would really uh, go so far as assigning blame. Okay. Uh, here, what I would uh, say is, um, if you want, so say you want love in your life. Okay, you want to have a loving relationship with somebody. Let's just go with the romantic love kind of thing. Uh, so you're not having very much luck with love. You want love. Okay, um, again, love kind of takes two people. Yeah. Right? Now, maybe you haven't found a person who is willing to reciprocate that love back to you. In which case... Uh, my heart goes out to you. Okay, uh, yeah, it's not... But at the same time, at the same time, I'm not done yet. Okay. So at the same time, um, you do need to be a person. You know, love is one of those things that somebody has got to initiate it, and it's usually given away before it's reciprocated back. If you are engaging with relationships, and I guess this could be any kind of relationships... And the way that you are engaging, if the way that you are engaging is you are trying to give the other person what you think that they want so that they will give something to you, that's not love. That's, again, self-serving. It's like, look, I'm giving you all the things that you want, so why aren't you giving me what I want? Okay, that's trying to get an effect for yourself, um, not really loving another person, okay? So if you are engaging in a relationship and you are actually trying to do good for the other person in their life for the sake of doing good for that other person, for the sake of blessing that other person's life, for the sake of helping that person, whether it is reciprocated to you or not, okay, now that person might choose to never reciprocate it to you. But... That is love when you are doing it for the sake of that other person. Now, um, when you say love is not scarce or rare, okay, it is in that sense, you can choose to give love away as much as you want. And so if you are saying, well, there is no love in the world, then I'm not going to assign blame, but I will say maybe you should 
have a closer look at yourself. Okay, yeah. Maybe part of your problem is that you are really not loving anybody else other than yourself. And so maybe you need to take a look at how you are engaging with people. Are you just trying to give people what they want? Because um, people are going to get tired of it, and it's not going to uh, bear fruit for you. So just uh, And if it does, then it's probably going to lead to a really shallow relationship. Yeah, so I apologize for saying it's your fault. I just... I cannot accept. <laughs> so um, anyway... Those are our reasons for, um, or not reasons. Well, do you, do you agree or do you disagree? Because you don't have, just because I said a thing doesn't mean you have to be like, okay, I apologize, no. you're right, I'm wrong. All right, I mean, do you disagree with me? Or? No, I don't think I disagree. I just think I don't know how to express myself very well. And um, I just think, I think that if you're not seeing love, that it is, it's... It, if you're so to a certain extent love is in the eye of the beholder yes and that if you don't see like you say oh that those people aren't in love you right. know or only only a few people are really in love right then i yeah i think it's it might be your own cynicism and your choice to not see it yeah well or it if it's a society that's like you know if you hear on the news and they say yeah Love is rare. If the society is like, that's the problem of love is a choice. Mm -hmm. So if it's not there, the fault is not love. The fault is somewhere. The problem is somewhere else. So there's a failure somewhere yes, else. Yes, failure is in, the right word. In the chain, in the whole construct. It's not a failure of love itself. Yeah. But it is a failure of one or more parties in uh, the system, the equation, however you want to call it, um, somebody is making some kind of a choice. Maybe somebody should have a closer look at themselves and go, am I really loving or am I just demanding? Yeah. Does that work? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, does it work? You tell us, uh, comment on Facebook, uh, let us know if we're completely off base or if you uh, agree with us and if you think I have beautiful hair. Um, <laughs> if we missed anything about what love is or what love is, is it, if you disagree with any of our de definitions, let us know. Yeah. So we're back in these clothes. <laughs> And yep. we're going to get right into Oliver's rant. And we'll, I'll let you just go in okay. introducing it. So, uh, time for another rant from Oliver. All right, so this one isn't really like a big rant. Like, it's not like super important or anything. It's just one of those things that like annoys me, grates on me, right? So it has to do with the movie Inception, mm -hmm. okay? And so Inception is kind of a movie. If you haven't seen it, it's an enjoyable watch. Yeah. I would give it a watch. It's a decent movie. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, in movie Inception is a movie where uh, there are people who have somehow created some technology to be able to go inside of other people's dreams and interact in their dreams, right? So, it's like they kind of mentally uh, tap into the other person's dreams and it's very much like a virtual reality kind of a thing or whatever anyway so they can go into people's dreams and the whole idea in the movie is to either gather information that that person has so tap into that person's memories tap into that person's subconscious their knowledge all this kind of stuff or maybe even uh influence what that person will do influences the decisions they make right and there's kind of the main sequence that everything leads up to. There's this big sequence where they go inside a person's dream and then they go inside a dream inside of that dream. And it's like there's layers of dreams within dreams within dreams and all this other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so people have started to people have started to call that inception. They think, ooh, because it's like the movie Inception. So inception is a dream inside of a dream. No, it's not. That's 
That's not what Inception is. And that's not what the movie is actually even about. And it drives me nuts every time I see it. Or like people will talk about, like, uh, if you put uh, a cookie inside of another cookie, it'd be like Cookie Inception, right? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, if you make a cookie and it has little bits of other cookies in it, it's not Cookie Inception. Because it's not a cookie inside of a cookie. It's not a dream inside of a dream. Inception is what they are trying to achieve in the movie, not the act of going inside of one dream and whatever. The thing is that in the movie, the reason why they are going from inside of a dream and then into another deeper layer of dreaming and then another deeper layer is because every time they do this, they are going deeper into the person's subconscious, the person whose mind they're invading, mm -hmm. right? And they have to go so deep into the person's subconscious because they're trying to change this person's mind. They're trying, but they want this person to think that it was their idea to change the direction they're going. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so they have to go to the place where the idea, the main idea that is determining their direction, they have to go find where that place is in their mind where that idea is held, they gotta figure out what is the thing that made them decide that and then go and affect the change right there. So it is about changing the inception of the dream because the word inception means beginning, right? It means a place where it was created. So they gotta go and find that place in that person's head where the idea was created and then they find something and they change it so that then the person will think, when the person wakes up, they will go, you know what, I've decided to go in a different direction. But they're going to think, this was all me. But it wasn't really them, it was somebody else tampering with their brain, okay? And the whole thing is about, and you know, in the movie they talk about, well, is this even possible? And they say, well, you know, uh, we've only known of one time that this might have uh, happened. We think it's possible, and there's a story that it's been able, it's been done one other time before, right? Because your brain has all kinds of different defense mechanisms that fight against intrusion and all this other stuff, which you know often manifest in the form of you know bad guys trying to shoot you and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so. Uh, you know, it's this perilous quest and you can get lost in a person's mind, you can get lost in your own mind, and there, you know, I'm not going to tell you the whole movie. But, Inception is not a dream inside of a dream. It is the beginning of an idea. So, I'm sorry, but yes, that annoys me every time I hear somebody, like I've heard people say, Dude, you know what? I think I experienced Inception last night when I was dreaming. I had a dream inside of a dream. I was dreaming that I was dreaming, and then I woke up in my dream, but I was still asleep, and I was still dreaming. So I had a dream. I had Inception last night. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's not what Inception is. Guess what? You can have Inception anytime you come up with an original idea. That's what it is. It's having an original idea, and that point of what is it that made me want to do that? That's Inception. It's not a dream inside of a dream. Yes, I have had dreams inside of dreams. Have you? No. I no? barely remember even... You don't even dream. Hardly. Well, I do. I just don't remember them. Okay. Like... So, anyway, look. If you have a dream inside of a dream, it is pretty cool. Hey, good job. What's the word for that? I don't know. But it's not Inception. I do know that. So anyway, there's my rant. Stop using the word inception. Wrong, people. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, so I guess let's uh, put some fun in the funeral. Hey. You know I'm all about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is one that we've mentioned before, but well, haven't talked. You're fun in like everything, Char. You're just like I'm. You're fun. you're a little fireball, firecracker of fun or something. I yeah. don't know. I can be fun sometimes. <laughs> Every once in a while. So um, so this is one that we have mentioned 
before throughout different episodes, but never went into depth. So this is about having a more memorial video or slideshow um, at your funeral. Um, my, we've done this for my mom, okay. Mark and Angela. Well, I haven't done it. I mean, I contributed p pictures, but so okay. um, what it is is you, you know, pick pictures it can even be video. I'd never even thought about video until I'm going to share something that I thought of that I should do for mine. Um, but you can have video in it, and it's like you have it playing. Well, we had it. I mean, you can have it playing maybe at, like, the dinner afterwards. We had it playing when people are walking into the funeral. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can stop and see it before or after the services. Um, and, yeah, it's just, like, um, pictures from their whole life. And you have pick songs that would be, um, not uh, like so for like for your funeral, we'd pick like a lot of Iron Maiden, right? No, 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 no. no? So songs, so if death if it, metal, like something like that, that's basically what would be best for you, like no. something where it's like, yeah. No. no, I have I have three songs picked, but then my sister that um, one of my sisters that's still alive, she shared all of her songs and she has like 10 songs picked. And maybe that's just so that um, Is she there's planning on options. selling albums? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, maybe three songs isn't enough because three songs would only be like, may like maybe 10 minutes. And okay. I know that... I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't really matter how long it is. But I want to tell you my idea that I had. So Okay, let's hear your idea. So one of my favorite um, little kids' church songs. Okay. I know what it's called. We call them primary songs in right. in our church. I don't know what they're called in other churches. Little but kid church songs, I think, is the official name. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so... When I was five, so uh, my family was a singing family. I love to sing, and I don't do it very well, as you can, if you've heard any of our, um, some of the singing through <laughs> in our intros, or I even did some singing in season one as well. Um, I'm not, but I'm more of a choir singer. I'm, I'm good right. at, at supporting and singing. So and I'm more of a listener singer. <laughs> Yeah, so, but my dad was really good at, he recorded, like, our whole lives. Any time we sang, I wasn't in any sports, but, like, I think my brother's soccer games, they were all video recorded. Christmas, we were, like, known for Christmas. It took us, like, all day because we would, my dad would set up, and this is back in the day when the video cameras are, like, right. 20 pounds. And it was, like... <laughs> You're going to fall over. Anyway. This so, is CBS at the Davidson <laughs> Family Christmas yeah. unwrapping well, of presents. I right? mean, we did or have whatever. a tripod for things. Most of the time we would, you know, if it's a performance, soccer games, Christmas, it was right. set up on a tripod. But, yeah, like, seriously, all day. Did like, you guys have a boom crane in your house? No. No? Okay. No, but, yeah, so he recorded everything. And, unfortunately, I don't know what happened to all these videotapes when my dad died. He had a new wife, and I think maybe one of my sisters got some of them, and maybe my brother got some. I know my brother um, got, because my dad started converting them, I think. He had the conversion because they were all on VHS tapes. Okay. Um, and he started, I think, converting them so they could to be on... To DVD. To DVD. Okay. And my brother got that machine, I believe. This is what I'm remembering. But then my brother died, so I don't know. I don't know where the tapes are. Anyway, so all, I sing in every talent show I sing. Right. And my first one, I was five years old. Yes. In kindergarten. And everybody in our family knows all about that whole story, right? Well, I don't know if they what story there is to go with it, but well, I, I know we you've seen you've sung the song for us many times. Oh yeah, so it's my favorite it. my favorite primary song, right? And so I would I thought it would be I was singing this last night while I was um, awake and in bed, 
And I was like, oh, well, that would be so cool is to actually have that video. And we know how to edit now, right? So it would start well, out. They could tell us if we yeah. know how to edit now. So you'd start out with me, actually, the video of me singing when I'm five. Right. And then you would go to, like, my growing up videos. And then you have to have the end because the end, oh, my gosh, I don't know. I don't remember this. I just remember the video. I do these curtsies, and I keep getting... I'm in this red and white striped shirt, like barbershop shirt, and a skirt, a white skirt. I think that's what I was wearing. I wore that at least at some, one of my, um, and I'm like doing all these curtsies at the end, and like, and I'm stop curtsying, but they're still clapping, so I like curtsy again. Anyway, it was so cute. So, so you would go, start out with me singing the video, and then you'd have like all, you know, my birth picture and stuff of growing up while I'm singing the song, and it's not a very long song, and, but then you'd end with me doing the curtsies because it was cute. Am I allowed to say I was cute? (laughs) Yeah, I guess, we'll allow it, sure. Anyway, so then you just have like, you have your songs and you have all the pictures. Of course, you have the growing up pictures, you know, when we're dating, um, you know, pictures with my friends, pictures with my family growing up, pictures mostly would be, of course, of our family. And So I think that, uh, I think that's a good idea, but I don't think I would make that the end of the video. That's at I the think, beginning. Oh. Well, you said, like, save the curtsies for the end. No, the end of that song. Oh, okay, okay. Editing. So you, when you're having the video going, then you cut out the video of me singing and just insert pictures from when okay. I was born. Well, because then, while you were talking, I figured out how we are going to end the video. Okay. Are you going to tell me? I know. You want me to tell you? Yeah. You sure? I might. I might. So usually my nephew makes... The, well, he didn't make my mom's because he was on his mission, but he made Mark's and Angela's. Okay, so here's how yours, the whole video, is going to end. It's going to end with you sitting next to me, looking at the camera, saying... Yes, you, you got me out of... Okay, right. remember, you will die until then, live. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's what we'll have. And then that will be the end of the video. Okay, get one of the, get one where I look good though. Okay, well, why don't you just pick one? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess I'll sit down and watch all of these episodes. And then it'll now, be it, it'll and, be fine because I'll probably want to watch all the episodes after you die, you know, and I'll not before my funeral though to choose which one. I don't know. You're gonna watch all like. 700 episodes. Well, what else am I going to do for... I mean, it's usually like, what, about a week between when a person dies and their funeral? Yeah. What else am I going to do that whole week? I thought you were going to, like, build my coffin and and uh, make the food. Yeah, I, I mean, I and guess I'll be busy carving. with all that I mean, kind of stuff, but... Yeah, I mean... I mean, there'll be time when I'm, like, sitting and I mean, I guess you anything. can listen to them while... Yeah, don't... Char, we don't need to pick one where you look good. You always look good, okay? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, but so this is something that has become a tradition in our family, a funeral tradition, and I think it's fun. You get so I have my songs. The videos. Yes. Okay. So I have three of my songs picked out for my video, and I have thought about when I look at pictures, I'm like, oh, that needs to go in my funeral video, right? And I need to make a file, so it's just like, okay, here, whoever, if it's Spencer or whoever is going to make it, right. right, here, this is easier. And then, of course, other people can contribute or yeah. whatever, but I'll have my, you know. Well, I think that uh, we already know, like, a top-notch video editor who'd be, like, perfect for the job. Yeah, I mean, really, oh, and that is one thing I was going to say, is that if you do this, yeah, you can easily do it yourself. You don't have to have professional right. edi- editing um but software I, yeah, it comes it, with like so every computer look, to make the, a slideshow. The quality of the edit isn't the a purpose. That isn't the point. I would say that something like this really should be done by somebody who uh, really has a better, better than average knowledge of the person, knows the person well, mm-hmm. and who has a meaningful relationship with the person. It should be a difficult and a sad uh process putting it together okay 
I know we keep saying putting the fun in funeral and fun, sorry, I said that word, putting the fun in funeral and not making it all depressing. Okay, and it doesn't have to be depressing. You can have fun doing it and also be sad that you miss the person. Um, nobody, I don't think that we have ever said Pretend like you're not sad when somebody dies. That's no, not no, the point. No, The point is to uh, still look at, um, you know, joyful memories and things like that. And I think that's really the point of this video, of this segment that we're talking about, this video that you make. And that's where I think it really does need to be something from somebody who really knows you well. Yeah. Right? And somebody who you have a meaningful relationship with. And, you know, so... And it's, it's good, too. So not only do you have, um, I think, people that don't know you as well that go to the funeral to watch it. It's fun. You always, when we've gone to these, you see people stopping and, like, there'll be a group of people gathered around, right? They enjoy The people like to see the yeah. people that they love and people that, you know, oh, I know this person as an adult. Oh, look at how, how they were. Younger right. or, or they may only know you uh, from one aspect of your life yeah. as an adult. And they don't know so many other things about you, how you were on a day-to-day, -day, or um, that you even did a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was what I was going to say. So you're going to add that at the end, and then you can say... Uh, see us on Life, Death, and Cookies, and then we can have an ending clip too that said, It's just a crummy commercial. It's <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> see, I'm starting to get fun. I, I, I never said you weren't. I said, Sometimes you are fun. Okay. Okay? And sometimes you are. There you go. Good so, job. That was a good example of now Shar is fun. Yes. So, so, but really, and then you get, it's something that, like, I have a CD of my mom's. Um, my brother's is on YouTube. I'm not sure where Angela's is, um, but it's something you can go, like, each member of the family mm -hmm. can have to... Um, well, and the great thing about uh, video hosting platforms like YouTube, Rumble, things like that nowadays, is you can put it up there and it'll stay up there pretty much forever yeah you know or if there's a, a website you can post it on there and it'll be there pretty much forever until someone deletes it yeah and people don't have to have it in a closet uh at their house and then they you know oh my goodness i had forgotten i had this video of char oh i wish i had a vcr player but those things have been obsolete for the last 50 years yeah you know or whatever um so anyway, that's a good idea. I think we should cut it off right there, though, uh, and move on to this week's cookie. Yeah. All right? So this week's cookie is a little bit of a cheat. It's not a cheat. It's a little bit. It's not really a cheat, but it is a cheat. So it is, it does have cookie, but it also has ice cream. So uh, we wanted to try... Uh, some ice cream sandwiches, like types with cookies. And we went to the store and we were like, hey, what are some ice cream sandwiches that we would never buy? Because we'd be like, uh, no, that's clearly too expensive and we are way too cheap. So uh, we went, we looked, we saw something and we said, yep, that's the one. So we have Turkey Hill. Strawberry and double chocolate chip ice cream cookie sandwiches. So, basically, the cookies are chocolate cookies with chocolate chips, and there's ice cream in the middle. From strawberry ice cream. Strawberry ice cream in the middle, yes. Um, so, I wish we could get It's It's. That's a thing yes. in California. It's it's are like the best. Um, well, they're yeah, they're they're made in San Francisco. Yeah, and you can get them other places. We're a little bit far away from San Francisco right now, but yeah, it's it's are pretty pretty darn awesome. So, 
I think for a cookie ice cream sandwich, it's not bad. I've never really had much other than It's It's, and It's It's are amazing, so this is really disappointing to me. But I do like the cookies are soft, because I know we've tried to yes. make. So I think when you do um, cookies, so I will say, the cookies are not my favorite. They taste sort of Chips Ahoy-ish. Mm -hmm. Okay. But um, soft. They're soft, like Chips Ahoy. Okay. Oh, I thought Chips Ahoy. Oh, they're. They have a chewy vert. So yeah, these are like chewy Chips Ahoy okay. or commercial yeah. uh, cookies, right? So they kind of have that taste, that texture to them. So I like that they're soft enough to bite through because a lot of times when I've had cookie types of ice cream sandwiches, sometimes the cookie gets too hard yeah. to bite through. And I will say, so when I went back to California this last year for my coach's funeral, mm -hmm. I did avail myself of the opportunity to eat its its. Mm -hmm. um, and they were delicious. Uh, but uh, the way the its it does it, they don't try to go for the chewy type cookie. Instead, they do a thin, crispy cookie, like a really crispy oatmeal cookie. And so, oh, there's remember. if you're having if you're gonna have a hard cookie, make it thin and make it crispy is kind of what I figured. And then when you bite into an instant, you can't do the slow bite where it's like right because you're just gonna smash it. You gotta do a quick bite, bite through, and it bites through perfectly like that, and you don't smash out all the ice cream. But yeah, if the cookie is too hard, it'll squish out all the ice cream. Uh, so you want to be able to get through. These, I think, achieve that. The cookie, I think, I don't like the flavor as much. The ice cream is okay. The total composition, I think, is is fine. But, look, an instant is going to be better. We already know that. But even, like, this strawberry flavor ice cream isn't very strong flavor. And, like, do you know... Because I said, like, that one cookie we got, had a couple weeks ago where it was soft and it had, like, a date for, like, two or three weeks from now. How does a, a cookie stay soft like that? And I'm wondering, now those cookies that we had before didn't have, like, like the soft Chips Ahoy and this have kind of, like, a chemical flavor. Yeah, they do. And the one that we had, um, I think it was Prairie City, was soft. And it didn't have the chemical flavor to it, but it. I was like wondering, like, how do you keep it soft for so long? Because when we make good soft cookies, they only last for a certain amount of time being soft. Mm -hmm. And so what are they doing? Do you know what they do? Like, are we like, we really shouldn't be having these? <laughs> well, uh, I think it usually involves a ritual and um, human sacrifice. Um, something like that. Something like that. Um, which is fine, you know, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty much just weird chemicals. I don't know necessarily what the chemicals are. Because I don't use them. Yeah. The chemicals I use are, you know, other really dangerous chemicals like butter. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, that's what I use. And yeah, you know, everything that you put in there is going to affect the flavor. So you put in some weird chemical, maybe you're like, oh, well, hey, you know, this, uh, this thing, uh, it's, it's going to keep it soft, it's going to keep it moist, but it's not going to add any flavor. No, it adds flavor, right? I don't know, maybe, I mean, I was looking at the cookie and it's brown and the, it's soft, you know, and I thought, oh, maybe it's a stool softener. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's end. <laughs> Time for us to go, folks. Sorry, I just ruined that one for everyone. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, leave us a comment on Facebook. What is that thing that makes uh, the cookies, like, stay soft forever? And um, I don't know. I think it might be the souls of small children. You know, something, something like that and kind of gives a, a little bit of an off flavor. So 
Uh, thanks but, for joining. Uh, oh, but yes, do because we did all these splicing of epi of segments. Do comment on if you think we got anything wrong. Yeah, about what love or isn't. if there's anything that we got right. Yeah, maybe we got all of it wrong. <laughs> so if there's one thing we got right, that'd be good. Yeah. So yeah. Look, and uh, you don't have to agree with everything that we say, uh, but we'd love to hear from you. And we're always, we're still learning. Look, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, sometimes we talk about things like our mind is made up, but we are uh, constantly rethinking things and uh, changing our mind about different things and trying to figure out uh, what it is that we really want what position it is that we really hold in regard to these things. We are constantly looking and trying to figure things out and even adjust our position on many things. Uh, so help us out with that. Let us know what you think. And uh, we really appreciate you watching. We really appreciate any interactions we can get. We would really appreciate if you would share all of this with anybody who you think might be affected by death. Um, and until the next time, I guess we'll just leave you with our motto. Memento mori, usquergo vivere. Remember, you will die. Until then, live. <laughs>